How to Create a Glitch Monologues Season 22 Chapter 7 This is Season 22 of How to Create a Glitch in the Matrix Monologues Episode 7. In this episode, we will be elaborating the dichotomy between structuralism and post-structuralism raised in Episodes 4 and 5 of this season while drawing upon the content in Season 19 Episode 6. To start off, we saw that the occurrence of retrocausality seems to suggest a reverse structuralist view of reality. What is meant by that is that the retrocausal chain, beginning with the proximate cause, a memory of some past event, is triggered by some future sign in the environment, the cause in fact. This occurs again because of the involution of consensuality from past to present. With this episode, I would like to elaborate on the implications of this. We also in episode 4, discussed how there is ultimately a conflict between the conceptualizes and the contextualizes, a conflict which could easily be between the structuralists and the post-structuralists, the post-structuralist critique of structuralism, the contextual understanding of what occurs versus a conceptual understanding, are intertwined with context. Now, all this being said, Either a reverse or retro-temporal structuralism is suggested by the retrocausal, or we cannot escape the inescapable conclusion that mind creates form or at a minimum it anticipates form. Either the cause in fact was always there to be seen, in which case the mind sees into the future, or it wasn't, and mind generates form. These questions aside, we can begin to analyze the nature of the consensual and non-consensual from the standpoint of structuralist and post-structuralist, contextual, viewpoints. So, what is the consensual in point of fact? When it is unpaired, it is structured by our theory of reality, for the most part. By the bare essentials of how we view the world around us. Our expectations are molded by our theory of it. It is also molded by the law, convention and our reactive thoughts. The four interfaces. But when our consensuality is conjoined with another, it is populated by the expectations that comprise the common contract which is that relationship. The tonic-dominant relationship, as the basic building block of conjoining, tells us that our level of social tension will be modulated by that partner, regardless of whether they are present or not, so long as the contract is observed. Thus, pairing tells us that our consensual reality should reflect that range of tension, within which we operate. Conjoined consensualities are structured by the pairing of our thoughts, which preserve in us a certain expectation of behavior. Now, what about our non-consensuality which follows us, trails our actions and thoughts, exists on the edge of our perceptions and attention? The non-consensual is structured by our inhibited impulses, the subduction of our consciousness into shadow. We manifest our non-consensuality in the people around us, sometimes at the edge of our perception, but, when our consensuality contracts, sometimes more proximately. All of this tells us a few things. First, it tells us that our theory of reality structures our expectations when those expectations are not conjoined. That is, at the limits of our action, when we do not observe the contractual limits those contracts represent, our expectations are structured by the division between our inhibitions and our theory of reality. This occurs because our theory of reality contains the same aversions that we do. When we cannot step beyond certain lines, our mind's ability to absorb and conceptualize them is limited. Second, when our theory of reality fails, 
our reality falls to our reactive thoughts. Thus, at the limits of our theory of reality, the fault lines of our reality are filled with the reactive responses, the inhibited non-consensuality that we project onto others. Thus, consensuality fails at the limits of our theory of reality. Non-consensuality assumes itself at the edges and fault lines. Now, in Season 19 Episode 6, we talk about ways of extending your consensuality. We discussed how in moments of distraction, when your awareness of your environment fades, it is in those moments you are usually approached by a stranger. The reason given was that in these moments, your self-consciousness is lost, you cease to judge yourself. Judgment being what limits your consensuality. Thus, the fault lines of your consensuality, your reactive thoughts, will all generate or manifest through your non-consensuality in relation to the judgments that you have of yourself in moments of extreme self-consciousness. In losing that self-consciousness, you'll enable others to enter your reality. In gaining it, others' participation is made manifest according to your self-judgments. Going back to structuralism, retrocausality, the above tells us that the content of your retrocausal chains will be frequently tied to the thoughts of your non-consensual or inhibited shadow self. It also tells us that structuralism describes the consensual, the non-consensual being your manifested shadow self, your reactive thoughts made manifest. It is almost as if there is an event horizon at the edge of our consensuality, the limits of our attention, before consensual becomes non-consensual, judgment becomes release. It is a place of true manifestation, the subduction of our shadow self, the ring around a solar eclipse. It is where we become gods. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment, and subscribe.